And I can tell you from what we've heard, I think we're going to have a very successful offseason when it comes to free agents. Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. Here? We're here to provide you with solace in the darkness. A little bit of methadone for you Knicks addicts out here. We've got Dougie Fresh on the mic. Joel, Joel. It's not Noel tonight. It's Joel tonight. We're I'm singing the praises. Day. Singing the praises of the opposing player already. Knocked out on Boxing Day. And we've also got your boy, D Boy. That's a really positive yurt for how trash this game was. Basura. That's a Cade Cunningham yurt right there. (laughs) Yeah, true. That was a future (laughs) yurt. Sixers beat us 109. Frail bodies, New York Knickerbockers, 89, a clean 20-piece. We're going to check in with Walt Suit. It was power clashing. It was actually a symbol representing if you can tolerate all of these different patterns clashing, you can tolerate the three-year youth movement process-like thing we're going through right now. Also, shout out to Walt when asked a real question about the jersey that we've been promoting nonstop. He said, City I've, editions. Thrown, I've thrown away better garments. Savage, now man. He keeps it real. He, yeah, he he's works the one, for Dolan. He's Dang the one that. person. Yeah, but he has his number retired. We got to remember that. Put some respect on his name. Fast. Speaking of respect, let's get into some quick hits. Quick hits. Every night on this podcast, we got to give out our flowers. Tonight in the holiday spirit, we present the Silent Night Award to R.J. Barrett. The precocious neophyte missed his first eight shots, went two for 15 from the field, and exacerbated all Knicks fans' fears that the R.J. from last year is here to stay. The Seth Curry Who's Your Daddy Award for MVP goes to Joel Embiid for dropping 27 points and barely breaking a sweat doing it. The Andrea Bargnani what are you doing? Award goes to Kevin Knox for committing a turnover before he even landed on a rebound. The Ish Smith Clyde Crush Award goes to Shake Milton with 10 points off the bench. And the sad stat of the game, the Knicks point guards combined to score four points with only three assists and not hitting a single three from deep. Fellas, before we continue on, with discussing what was an inevitable conclusion to this awful game. I just wanted to, first, I want to ask you both. Did either of you do the full Monty of watching five basketball games on Christmas day? I couldn't do it. I oh, always I, do it. The, that's why we call it the full on the show. We call it the full Monty. Cause we go to the full Monty and you watch almost 12 hours of basketball. But for me, I just want to point out the fact that Adam silver is a self hating orb headed Jew for not putting the Knicks back on Christmas this year because every year, every year since I was a youth until about three seasons ago, Knicks on Christmas losing at noon was a tradition. It was my mother, my mother took me to see prime to first of all, my mother who looks like, never mind. She took me to see Dwayne Wade drop a 30 piece on the Knicks right in the Christmas spirit, and then took me to Chef Yu's on 8th Avenue for lunch right after. Gotta have Chinese. Gotta, Gotta have, have Chinese. that Chinese, okay? Now, and more recently, watched the Knicks 
get into a scrap. Quincy AC and, and MVP Jason Smith throwing blows at the Washington Wizards on Christmas Day. Deep the cut, enforcer. Deep I made all of my all of my Goisha in-laws watch the game with me. Okay, so these are these are rich traditions of New York Judaism that Adam Silver, you are thumbing your nose at, and I can't stand it. Bring back the Knicks on Christmas. This day in sad Knicks history, December 26, 2008, Knicks lost to the middling Timberwolves, 120 to 107. I want to spotlight Rashad McCants saucing the Knicks, 23 points, 7 of 9 from 3 point. Also busted godly Chris Duhon from Duke in the face, repping UNC with that bust in the eye. Ooh, <sighs> ouch. Just, just a tradition of the Knicks giving nobodies shine at the MSG. It's really a charity we do here. We let all these crappy nobodies get their time in the spotlight on Broadway. I think that's how we put Mike Scott's kids, kids through college. That's all I'm gonna say. So guys, you know me, I'm Mr. Silver Linings with these New York Knicks. No matter how shitty they are, I try to find something that I can hang my hat on, my backwards dirty Knicks cap on that I've had for like 15 years. But tonight I'm gonna go with another precious metal analogy and say that once again, these young Knicks failed to grab the brass ring. No Emmanuel quickly, no Obi Toppin. Minutes open up for guys like, well, Frank didn't play, but for guys like DSJ and Knox. As soon as I said Knox, Knox should be getting some more attempts tonight. He throws up a moon ball. It almost touched the rafters and it did not touch the rim. And it good did not touch we, the net. Good thing we don't have any championship banners up there. Just the two. <laughs> and he wasn't anywhere near that. And then DSJ showed me absolutely nothing until he busted out one of his signature Dallas Mavericks spin moves in garbage time. And Frank Nielakina showed up in garbage time and proceeded to, to defer and pass the ball. It's like, you're in garbage time, bro. Take it to the hole, you bum. Why are you a bum for four years? We all want you to play basketball. I don't know, man. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that we don't have our rookies to hang our hat on. I'm disappointed that we, that our second and third and fourth year guys, Frank, aren't showing us anything. And frankly, RJ Barrett had the nightmare night from hell, and he was our only glimmer of hope in last game in our, in our debut loss. So um, that brings up an important question: Are, are we going to get the RJ from last year that looked confused and out of sorts, pressured and hurried? Or are we gonna get the RJ we saw in the preseason in the first game that looked cool, calm, and collected? You know, that's that's the real question I have, and I really have a deep, unsettling fear that we're gonna get the RJ from last year. Ben Simmons had him shook. Real shook. Great. He was he would, blanketed. He was shook before the ball tipped because Julius Randle got the premier spot in the lineups when they were called. If you want to boost a young man, a 20-year-old's ego, let him be the last person called. If he's the face of your franchise, let him be the last person called when you're doing starting lineups. It's the little things that the Knicks fail at. Uniforms, boosting the ego of their young players. It's these type of things that are going to continue us down this yellow shit road. 
that sounds like a Steve Mills touch because you know he's still somewhere in the garden. He still has a job somewhere. And he's like, you know what? I signed Julius Randle. We're putting him last in the intros. I I saw some signs. <laughs> You're so hurt from Steve Mills, bro. Who's not? Who's not hurt? <laughs> I mean, Long Island, stand up. You know, I told you, my, my friend, uh, you know, from down the street here played ball with Steve Mills in high school. He said Steve Mills could really ball. He was a, he was one of the premier centers on Long Island. But anyway, <laughs> I still saw some good. I still saw some good dishing from RJ and some good activity. Nobody else can hit a shot, so some of the good passes he made just resulted in brick houses. But I don't know. I like I like that he stayed engaged. If if it was if it was the middle of the season and he'd been averaging around 17, 18, 19 points a game and he had a night like this, I wouldn't really care. But it's really perturbed. It's really disturbing that it's coming in game two. I mean, Monty and I both agree that RJ is going to average over 20 this year. And the the thing I point to is just the sheer volume. Even on tonight where he couldn't hit anything he still got shots and consistently put them up and the one silver lining i have is that he didn't play scared confidence he did he was out of control he looked frazzled and all of that but he didn't get scared scared no he was shook he was shook by Ben Simmons' defense, but Ben Simmons is one of the was matched up with him the whole night, and that's it. And that's all that the Sixers needed to do to neutralize the Knicks' attack was just sick the best defender on RJ Barrett, and everybody else can go to sleep because, like we said, Julius Randle is the other volume scorer, and he's not doing much to help the team. He's he's padding his stats and hopefully padding his second round trade value. Yeah, nice let's get two. Rounder. Let's get two second rounders out of it. And Alec Burks too, honorable mention for throwing down twenty-two oh. points, getting us another second rounder. Let's go. Alec Burks looks like an injury away from a late first round pick if he keeps playing this way. For and a mini, desperate team. Yeah, mini Lin Sanity going on with Alec Burks. Maybe Dallas will come back and do do some more business with us, huh? Because they can't oh, yeah. they can't do shit right now. They can't score the ball. Well, it's going to go really, really well for us. You know, DSJ is paying off. If Yo, we can somehow get a 2027 first rounder out of Dallas. The best ability is availability, poor Zingus. Okay. So I saw Max. First of all, I saw Max Kellerman on first take saying that the Knicks are the most inept franchise and talking directly to Mark Cuban and being like, do you owe them an apology for fleecing them so bad? And it's like, bro. This dude isn't even playing. He's not answering my IG DMs. He's not even playing. Dennis Smith's availability is really helping him not get beaten out by the 25th pick and Alfred Payton. Yeah, the the, the trade's looking really good. I take 10 games from Porzingis over Over six six seasons from DSJ. We have to address the elephant in the room. The NBA is not testing for marijuana anymore. And there are going to be some residual effects to that, okay? Also, it's a tough time. It's 2020. People have been going through some things. We've had many NBA players admit they've had to deal with depression. And I'm going to say this from personal experience. Best cure for depression, anxiety? Smoke a little weed. You'll give less of a fuck. And on that note, Blunt Talk, award of the game for me 
is Julius Randle out here, the freestyle king on defense. Now, I know Tom Thibodeau is known for his defensive prowess. I'm trying to figure out what scheme Julius Randle is running. Is he sw- he switches too easily? It's barely a bump screen, and he's switching. He's putting the big man onto a guard, or he's switching onto Joel Embiid and letting himself get cooked. And then other times he's just playing his own one-man zone defense in the paint, where he allows people to drive. It's I'm trying to figure things out. I'm like, am I not high enough to understand to relate to what's going on in Julius Randle's brain, or are we just out here wilding? and allowing a man to cook on defense because he gives us points on offense. It's very 2020. It's very 2020. The whole Julius Randle thing. It's very dystopian. The, you know, it nothing feels right, but it's the new normal. So we all just have to get used to it. Oh, I want to get I want to give you some kind of Keanu Reeves like whoa numbers <laughs> that you can stonily look at from tonight's game from our man Julius Randle. A team high 25 points in the basket, a team high minus 20 on the player efficiency rating. You got to look at that a couple of times to be like, whoa, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Which makes me just think I'm just high. And I'm like, am I seeing Julius Randle or Ennis Cantor out here? Or LeBron James for a single play and then back to Ennis Cantor. Sorry, sorry, I'm, I took that's, an edible. That's, that's. <laughs> <laughs> My golden Billy Walker Golden Blunt Award nominee is Frank Nilakina. And the reason I say that is because he couldn't get his shit together even to play, to do anything, to put up, he put up one shot in garbage time. It's my opinion that he was rolling the kind of like Arabian goo hash on the <laughs> sidelines, mixing it with tobacco, you know, French style, like 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 the Parisians do in the, you know, on the Seine in the summertime. And he was just blazing that stuff out, you know, before the game. And he was feeling nice and wavy and maybe the tobacco was talking to his lungs a little bit. But he just came out after sitting on his ass and zoning out for the entire game and showed me nothing in garbage time. And why not just get a dunk or do something in garbage time, Frankie? Lay off the hashish, bro. Stop calling your French connect. Get with some of this New York City sativa, my man. It's not even a competition, though. The award goes without a a shred of a doubt. The Billy Walker Golden Blunt. Oh, yeah. To Reggie Bullock. Absolutely. He came out in the game wearing two different numbers. 23 on the back, 25 on the front, stunting high as balls. To put on a jersey, you have to look at the back. And do you know what number you are? Like, how high are you? Are, are you guys going to get really stoned and, and order a City Edition jersey late at night tonight? I kind of like the shorts. As long shorts as I get the fly. 23 on the back and the 25 on the That's back. That's what I'm saying, bro. That would be yeah. the hottest selling jersey in the NBA. The Reggie Bullock reversible number. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for tuning in for this episode of Nick Spade. Remember your lotion and go fuck yourself. Yeah.